This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm your host Lexi Lombard and you're listening to the At Lexi podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Boredom is contagious. That is what I want to talk about. I've recently learned that boredom is contagious and I was infected. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, oh, that was really crunchy. Whatever. Boredom is contagious and you can get stuck in it. You can get very stuck in the cycle of what everyone else is doing. I certainly did. And I've made a couple quick changes by taking a trip and I'm feeling fresh and revitalized. And it only took four days. It's amazing. And ah. I am recording today's episode from sunny Los Angeles and it feels so good. Sun is beating down on my face and it's so warm. I have only the screen door closed and fresh air is coming in and God, it is wonderful. As the last three episodes now, this is the third episode in a row where I'm sitting in utter chaos. Right now there is wine glasses around me, water glasses, tea glasses, snacks, popcorn, another wine glass, a random bra, a couple pairs of heels, some LaCroix, another bottle of wine, a cheese's box, a skinny pop box, and I am over here drinking a coffee with Saqqara's metabolism powder. So yes, I am absolutely in Los Angeles. I've been recently informed that this powder can change my life and I'm curious. Okay, so why am I in Los Angeles? Because typically, I'm in New York because that's where I live. I used to live in Los Angeles, for those of you who are new. 
I moved to New York from Los Angeles at the beginning of 2017 and I've been in New York ever since. But I like to visit my friends out here a few times a year and especially when it comes to the winter where boredom is at its peak and the winter blues are at their peak. I had a trip planned to Los Angeles and to be honest, I was pretty anxious about it. I was like, I don't really know if I wanna go. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I get so attached to my home that I don't wanna leave it. And then the second I step out of my home, I'm like, why was I trying to stay in there? It's so much better out here. It's so much better out here. And I can think of that on a grand scale of leaving my home to fly to another state or simply when I'm home and just getting myself to leave the house to go on a walk just sometimes takes that extra push. And I don't know why, because every single time without fail, I'm so glad that I left the house. And I came to Los Angeles to do a road trip with one of my best friends. So Kaylee and I fly to Los Angeles. We stay at my friend Alex's for a night. And when we get here, we're greeted with a custom board welcoming us and all of the road trip stacks you could ever imagine tenfold. Two of everything, first of all. So two bags of M&Ms, two boxes of Cheez-Its, two bags of chips, two giant water bottles, two bottles of wine and a bottle of champagne. Like it was the most incredible welcome. And then we got up early in the morning and drove up to Mammoth Mountain, which is a place that you can go skiing. And her and I love to ski. Skiing is one of my favorite hobbies. And I'm so glad that I randomly was taught by my parents young. I am so grateful to have the skill of skiing because I can imagine if I didn't learn when I was a little kid, it would be very hard to learn as an adult. It seems very intimidating. And skiing isn't exactly like riding a bike where you can go years without it and then it just takes you a couple seconds to get the motion. Skiing takes a couple rounds for you to really get your bearings and sometimes takes a few hours for you to feel back to your normal skill level but God, it is so fun. It is so much fun. I'm ready to go skiing again. I try to go skiing at least once a year if I can. I will say, the difference in price of lift tickets from Hunter Mountain outside of New York City to Mammoth Mountain, significantly different. I remember I went skiing on Hunter Mountain and my lift ticket, I got a discount, but it was $17. My lift ticket in Mammoth was 220 something. So... You don't need to go to Mammoth to ski, but I had a really great time and it was gorgeous and I would go back 100%. And we had a lot of fun as well. It's just so interesting how our trip, let's see, I flew in Wednesday night. We drove up to Mammoth Thursday, skied Friday, hung out there Saturday, drove back Sunday. So we really were only there for three days. And I've had a total perspective change. It's just so amazing every single time how when you just make a plan to do something, and it doesn't need to be as extravagant as flying across the country and going on a road trip up the coast. I mean, 10 out of 10, if that's your dream and you can make it happen, I recommend. But sometimes it's literally just being busy for three days and going out to do something. Like It could just be you go on bike rides and go to a different part of your town or take a little quick day trip um, three days in a row, you know, like go Friday afternoon and you know, if you take a day off, maybe I was there three days, so much fun, so many memories, so many good new thoughts and experiences happened in three short days. And I cannot tell you how many times three days have just passed me by and I didn't do anything. 
I mean, even down to we had a little blip in the in the trip. Kaylee ended up at the hospital for a couple hours. She was there for like three or four hours with uh, altitude sickness. All is well. Don't you worry. And it just makes you so aware of how much can happen in a short amount of time. Like I once again, three or four hours can pass me by and nothing has changed. And boredom is contagious. It happens though too, especially if you're in a colder or a darker climate right now. Spring doesn't seem like it's around the corner. We're starting to lose hope. It's not the best time of year in, in terms of weather if you're living in a multi-season climate. <sighs> so I definitely was feeling it, especially as someone who loves to take an evening walk. I love the summertime where I can have a nice long walk on a weekday after dinner and I have plenty of time before the sun sets. I really enjoy it and I like going on runs. I like being outside, and yes, I've made this point before, and I will die on this hill, that the reason that you don't enjoy the cold is because you're not dressed properly, but there is an element of, oh, it's really goddamn windy outside, and uh, is that rain? Is that really cold rain? Yeah, so on days like that, I'm definitely not going outside, but there's definitely days where I could put in the effort, but I'm like, do I really wanna go on a long walk with all these layers? Anyway. I will still die on that hill and I need to practice what I preach. But boredom is contagious. I've gotten into the habit of spending a lot of my day in my living room on the couch. And it's especially bad if I'm working from home and I don't have anywhere to be that day. Sometimes I will wake up, leave my bed, grab my laptop and sit on the couch. And then next thing you know, it's dinner time and I have not left the couch, and then I make dinner, and I'm like, uh, what do I do now? I guess I can put on TV and go back to the couch. And what an unfulfilling day. So I will get into the routine of boredom, and I'm feeling so unsatisfied. Also, my energy hasn't been exerted, so it's hard to sleep at night when all I've done is sit. Yeah, not fun. Moreover, if you have friends that are also doing this, you guys can all just impact each other negatively. Like if you're hanging around people that are bored, you're going to feel bored. I strongly encourage you to either be a friend or find the friend who is out there living their life. I promise I was gonna talk about this anyway, prior to the trip. It just feels like really um, extreme to be coming at you being like, I flew across the country and then went on a road trip and my life has changed. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I like did one of the more extreme ones. You do not need to do this to get out of the boredom rut. You can simply just have a day trip. You know, if you're like living in the suburbs, like maybe go into the city. Or if you live in the city, maybe go to the outskirts, go somewhere rural, spend the day there. And you'll just be so glad you did something different. It's so easy to do the same thing over and over again. And when you do something different, you remember that there's this whole world out here. I certainly did. And I don't know why I'm not experiencing it enough. And be aware if you're getting stuck. It is so slow that you don't even realize it, you know? It just happens before your eyes because you have a day where you're kind of worn out. You've been doing a lot. You did the thing where you're out changing up your routine or working really hard and just using your social battery. You were low on energy, so then you be a couch potato for a day. You know, you're hungover. Uh, from alcohol or just hungover from life and you spend a day on the couch you sleep in you spend all day in bed and the next thing you know that's your typical way to spend your free time it happens right before your eyes you don't even notice and then you look around you're like god I've been doing this for a week 
We're doing this for a whole week and it's actually not even fun anymore. See, the luxury of spending all day in bed is great when you haven't done it often. But then when it becomes the normal routine, like every time you want to break, you get into bed, it loses the novelty and suddenly it becomes a bad habit. And I just don't, I don't recommend. And I'm telling you that I do it and I've been doing it and I'm trying to make a conscious effort, especially for the tail end of winter, to make sure I'm doing things because I am a happier, better person when I'm doing things. I am a happier, better human when I'm outside a lot. I'm a happier, better human when I'm meeting new people. I'm a happier, better human when I'm doing things for the first time. And I know this about myself and I'm doing myself a disservice by not doing those things. And whatever those things are for you, I recommend thinking about it tonight when you're brushing your teeth or thinking about it on your commute to work or from work, even getting a piece of paper or the notes app on your phone and writing down what those things are that really make you feel alive and good. And they can be anything. I gave you my examples, but plenty of other ones would be like gardening. You know, you really like making your own food or cooking. You love a home-cooked meal, but you've been postmating way too much. You've been picking up takeout way too much. I saw some meme, and it was like, this woman doesn't have time to cook. So she spends 25 minutes curating her Postmates order. It's like, that is so exactly what I do. If I ever order delivery food, it takes me longer than it would take to cook a meal to pick out my order. And then I have to spend an hour waiting for it to arrive. And I definitely could have just had exactly what I wanted if I made it myself. Because that's my problem with delivery. It's never what I want. I'm never satisfied. Uh, So find what that is for you and try to incorporate it into this upcoming week. I really recommend. And if there is something that's not as accessible, not something that you can do like this week necessarily, like let's say you do want to go skiing, make the plan. Make it happen. No one's going to make it happen except for you. It doesn't matter if you have it all together, like you've got the money, you've got the time. It still takes effort to plan a trip and like make it happen. It takes the extra effort, but it's so worth it. I've been saving my money and I have a flexible schedule right now. And I'm like, girl, this is the time to do trips like this. You don't have a pet. You don't have a husband. You don't have babies. Go off, okay? Do something that you really want because you can and you should. And I want you to figure out whatever that is for you, short-term and long-term, and add those things into your week. Add those things into your month or your season. You know, have seasonal activities that you look forward to. I think we have typical ones like summer, like, oh, I want to go to the beach. You have your fall activities, like, oh, I really want to uh, go to that pumpkin patch and go to that corn maze and carve a pumpkin and go to a haunted house. And then you have your Thanksgiving and Christmas activities. But then what do you do January, February, and March? Then what? What do you do in those months? It is a lull. It is when boredom strikes. We can get through it, and we should. So that is my little preach for today. Boredom is contagious, and be aware of it. And either be the change maker in your friends or for yourself, or start finding people who are doing things. I'm not blaming anyone that loves to spend time on the couch. But when you know that it's not good for you, And then you hang out with someone who has been spending their free time going to the museum or they recently took up a craft or skill or something or they're going to dance classes or something. I like have a particular friend in in my head where I'm like, this girl does such a good job of keeping herself busy in a positive, fun way. It's very admirable. 
and I want to be more like that. So that is what I wanted to say and what I wanted to talk about. So now I want to see what you guys are interested in. I posted on my Instagram story. My Instagram handle is at Lexi, just like this podcast. And I posted for questions for the pod, theme being boredom. And I'm curious what you guys had to ask. So I will answer those questions. But first, a word from today's sponsors. If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Becca Sienna asked for hobbies besides working out, cooking, thrifting, something more out of the box. A trapeze lesson, a ballet class, a ski trip, charity work, donating your time, going fruit picking, making a care package for your friend, songwriting, learning a musical instrument, building something, creating a website, board games, puzzles, flirting, learning, taking a course, learning a physical skill, like a, um, like how to do a handstand or a really difficult yoga pose, like some sort of body challenge, like how to do a kickflip on a skateboard, skateboarding, another job, mailing things. That's so fun. Like mailing a letter to a friend. I know I already said care package, but sometimes they're funny. I remember like I sent my ex-boyfriend like, I went through the whole process of mailing him a letter, but it was just a sticky note with, like, a funny, like, three-word saying. So what do we think about those ideas? Vera Jepsen asked, What do you do when you're bored but don't have any motivation to do anything? If I'm bored and I don't have the motivation, I'll probably make a coffee and then see if anything changes. You know, like, make a matcha, maybe. Also, I'll watch a vlog of someone that like, has a very productive life or a very fun life, and I'm so easily influenced by what I watch that after literally one vlog, maybe two, I will feel motivated to go out and do something. Or same thing if I watch uh, someone who makes a vlog cleaning their room, I'm like, all right, all right, I'll clean my room. It's that simple. Uh, but I'm sure there's definitely better other ways. 
mirror can mail out as, or said, I guess, boredom equals connection and creativity. Discuss. I don't know if boredom equals connection. I, I would say quite the opposite. I think uh, stress can build connection. I think, um, obviously, you know, like love, strong bonds and experiences, but like, I would say opposite end of boredom, like a near death experience would build like a stronger connection than two people being bored together. But so that would be my discussion on that end. But I do think boredom can breed creativity. I also think limitation. No, no, no. Okay. I hear where you're coming from. But knowing myself as a person, this is not how I breed connection and not how I breed creativity. I can breed creativity out of limitation. I've always said, you know, if a teacher told me you can write a paper on anything you want, I would have a lot harder time coming up with a creative idea than if a teacher was like, you can write about anything. It just has to be involving balloons. That would help me and I would have a starting point and I would be able to be a lot more creative. Sometimes I feel ultimate freedom and openness. It's too much. There's too many options and then I end up not doing anything. But if there's a little bit of limitation, a little bit of restriction, I'm able to be a lot more creative. Now, boredom equaling connection. I don't even know how this would be. I would say no, this is not the case for me. But mere camelouts also ask best thing to come out of your boredom. Probably just the reminder that that's not what I like to do with my time and that my time is relatively limited, but also life is very long and I can have plenty of days where I sit on the couch, but plenty more days where I'm trying to find the magic in life and existence and I want to make the effort to do that because not every moment in life can be magical, but more of those moments can be. H. Bragg asked how to allow boredom and not be mad at yourself for not being productive 24-7. I would say, first of all, you're learning. You're, everyone's always just doing their best. We're always just doing the best we can. And if you weren't doing better, it's because you couldn't at that time. And maybe you're like, no, I could have. It's like, okay, well, now you're there. Now you believe you could have, so you can. It's all about whatever you believe in yourself. Now, how to allow yourself for not getting mad at, or how to not get mad at yourself for not being productive. I do not think the antithesis to boredom is productivity. I think fun is also in the same category. It's an option. If you're bored, you can choose to be productive, but you can also choose to have fun and do something. Like we all deserve to have hobbies. I think a lot of people have a bunch of hobbies when they're a kid. And then school comes around and it gets more intense and more stressful. And the next thing you know, you're in a job and you realize that you haven't exercised any of those interests, you know? And it's really easy to just have your job and then watch TV after work and then go drink on the weekends, which is fine, sure, but it gets a little boring. So you don't need to be productive 24-7, but I do think that there's other ways that you like to have fun besides just the typical go to a bar or watch TV on the couch. Lauren Chupp asked, what are some hobbies that I would like to pick up? I mean, I really like skiing. I really, really like skiing. And I also really like the outdoors. And I want to go on more outdoor trips. I really do. I think there was a period of time in my life where I was visiting cities. Anytime I had a chance to travel, I would go to New York. I'd go to Los Angeles. And now I'm like, I want to go to Montana. I want to go to Wyoming. I want to go to... You know, I feel like old me would have wanted to go to New Orleans way more than going on a hike upstate, which don't get me wrong, I still want to go to New Orleans, haven't made it there. 
but I really would like to pick up more outdoorsy hobbies. Shelby Whitting asked for how to spice up boring outfits. Oh, I can answer this so easily. First of all, you need fun accessories and have accessories that you just wear on repeat. That I find is really fun because then you see new ways that you wouldn't have worn them before. For example, I have these Anuki red snow boots and they're kind of like Uggs, but they're leather on the outside and they're really comfortable, but they're bright. And you would think that that doesn't go with very much, but I actually have a sweatshirt that has red lettering on it and I have a red beret and I have these sweatpants that have red lettering on it as well. I also just have jeans or whatever. So I've been wearing things that have pops of red in it, a red hat with my red boots. And suddenly I feel so fun and funky. I got so stoned when we were in the mountains. We were like waiting at this smoothie place and I was wearing these red boots with, what pants was I wearing? Was I wearing the sweatpants and the sweatshirt and a big furry hat and my tooth necklace and I was just explaining to my friend Kaylee how much I loved every piece of my outfit. I was like, you don't understand. Every piece of clothing in my closet, I love. I love them. Every piece has been picked out with so much care and attention. And I love them. And she's like, okay, that's really good, Lexi. That's awesome. I'm like, no, like I love these shoes. And I love these pants. And I love this sweatshirt. And I love this hat. Like, okay. She's like, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So I would say fun accessories. I would also say, once again, limitation breeds creativity. I would condense your wardrobe. I always become aware of this when I'm traveling because I'm pulling my outfits out of a suitcase. So when I was in Mammoth, so I have my one suitcase and I'm in Los Angeles this week and I was in Mammoth last week. So one half of my suitcase was for the mountains and the other half was for LA. So I had very little... Um, room to make a lot of outfits so I just wore same things on repeat and was coming up with different combinations next thing you know I'm I'm wearing just the sweatshirt then I'm putting a turtleneck under the sweatshirt then I'm putting a vest over the turtleneck and then I'm putting the the sweatshirt under the vest and you know you can come up with little changes that make a whole new outfit so fun accessories limit your pieces try to have your closet made of only things that you love and wear a lot and you put on and you nod your head and think god yes this is exactly this is exactly what I want to wear also be fun and be comfortable Ion Andres asks how to not fall into a dark hole when you were bored oh my god this is me I do, uh, th- you can't prevent it it happens it's ah uh, dare I say inevitable the cure is awareness the cure to so many things in life is awareness I swear but the cure to getting out of the dark hole is awareness. There's, I mean, you can prevent all you want, but sometimes you slip in and it's just a matter of saying, oh, this is where, this is where I fell. Okay, what do I need to do to get out? And it's either fun, hobbies, productivity, like talking to a friend that inspires you, whatever that may be, you know, fill in the blanks for yourself. Shelby Whitting asked, what do I do if I'm bored of my life, but I can't change it because I'm in school? School is a small portion of your life. And when day after day you're doing the same thing and you don't really love it, it can get exhausting. I'm fully there with you. However, because this is such a small blip of your life, I would lean into it the most I can. Like fully just commit to school and be like, these years of my life, it's school. And take your classes and actually just take a strong interest in it and and do the best you can and focus on your academics right now 
and A, you're going to find a lot of like confidence and self-esteem when your work pays off, but also you will have a fully immersive academic experience and then when you're out, it's over and you can move on to something else. Nancy asked how to get out of a reading slump. I'm in a reading slump too right now. I just don't feel like reading. I've been babysitting a book for probably two weeks now and I'm, I don't know, on page 30. I'm just letting it happen. I know I'll feel like reading soon, so I'm not too worried about it. I read really frequently, so taking a little time off to do other things, it hasn't bothered me. And the reason I'm in this reading slump is because I'm very pro-music right now. I just want to listen to music in my free time. And typically when I read is when I'm on the subway, and now I just feel like listening to music when I'm on the subway. And I know I'm going to feel like reading soon, so I don't know. I'm I'm not being too hard on myself, so I wouldn't if I were you either. This is interesting. Calm Vibes asked, what do you do when you get bored of all the fun things? Yeah, that is totally a reality. Where you're like, I've only been having fun and it's not even fun anymore. I think this is when you have to dig deeper. This is a time in your life where you need to do like a little bit of soul searching. And this doesn't need to be like your eat, pray, love. I just mean like sitting with yourself for a second and just thinking about what you want. And coming up with a bigger, more fulfilling goal whether that's being of service to others or a career choice, um, you know, creating a stronger bond within your family, friendships, relationships, and not just focusing on these surface level pastimes. Catter, I don't know how to say this username. Cat Ear Orden. How often do you feel bored? How often do I feel bored? I haven't felt bored in days, but last week end of the week before i would say i was i was feeling very bored i probably had a week of boredom and i'm like this has got to stop something's got to give i'm not doing the right thing this is not what life is about i'm not doing it right like girly is doing it wrong right now uh, but i catch myself pretty quick like it doesn't take me months to become aware of what i've been doing but sometimes it takes about three or four days and i'm like oh yep i'm bored s underscore mclean Asked, how do you come up with new hobbies and actually stick with them? Uh, having them accessible to you. So a lot of hobbies are very involved. You know, if you want to take up pottery, like you have to either go somewhere or you need to purchase a lot of equipment to do it from home. So that seems very involved. But for example, my hobbies are, I like running. Um, I like cooking. I like being outside. There's very little, I like putting together outfits. Very little requirements to make those things happen. For running, all I need is shoes. For cooking, I would have food at the house anyway. For, I like listening to music and dancing. Once again, very accessible to do wherever I am. Now, find a hobby that's very easy for you to do wherever you are. I think that's really important. And then have your ones where you don't have the pressure to do it every single week. I think a lot of people dive headfirst into a hobby. They do something fun once. I remember I took the trapeze lesson. I was like, yes, this is my thing. I really love it. Uh, But I knew it wasn't realistic to be like, I'm going to go here once a month. No, I'm not. I should try to go like twice a year and I'd probably be really fulfilled. For example, skiing, one of my hobbies. I know that it's not accessible for me to go skiing frequently. But if I go once a year, I'm happy. So just have things that you look forward to, but then also have more accessible hobbies as well. And you'll stick to those and you can um, implement the other ones in between. You know what I mean? Grace Gallic asked, what's your worst board habit? Eating. 
oh my god, it's so easy when you're bored and you like don't want to go outside, you don't want to move, you've already watched enough TV or the TV's not doing enough and you've been on your phone. Oh my god. It is so easy to just snack. You're like, oh, this flavor feels nice. Yeah, for sure my worst board habit. I love this because it goes uh, in line with what we were talking about earlier. CR Moens asked, how do you get out of a music rut? I feel like I listen to the same songs over and over and over again. Switch it up. Take a little break from music. Start listening to podcasts or start reading. Fill that space with those things instead. You can get an audiobook if you're someone who listens to music when you're up and doing things but if you're just listening to music in the car or listening to the music um the music listening to music while you're on the subway or something then it's time to read switch it up and then trust me we all get into music ruts another option if you don't want to take that piece of advice is to go back and start listening to throwbacks or even music that you haven't endeavored in like for example I always knew that I wanted to listen to Joni Mitchell's Blue album and so a few months ago I was finally in a music rut I was like I should listen to that album I I can't believe I've never listened to it and then I just found my favorite songs in that I think it's also really nice to find your favorite artist and then go to an album that you didn't give much attention to that's an easy way to find new music Emma Piatek asked what tv shows do you go to when you're feeling uninspired bored with current life tv never inspires me but youtube does because tv is scripted but youtube at least like the vloggers i watch all very casual all very accessible and i like seeing real people do real things because i'm like ah they can do it i can do it whereas if i'm watching tv i'm like not the same not the same abby sanders asks for genuine ways to lower phone usage delete one of the apps delete tiktok or delete instagram or delete twitter or delete YouTube, pick your poison, delete it. That would be a genuine way to lower it. I remember for TikTok, I find TikTok to be one of the most addicting social media apps that I've ever experienced. One of the most addicting things I've ever experienced, period. I've never felt so little control over something the way that I do feel about TikTok. It has a choke hold on me. When I'm on it, I cannot get off of it, but If I go a day or two without it, it gets easier and easier. It's like a craving. Uh (laughs) So humiliating. But it's so real. TikTok has so many people and you can learn so many things or just listen and explore so many things in such a short amount of time. It's, ugh, they know what they're doing. Um, Another thing would be to make plans with people. Because if I'm around friends, my phone screen time is lower. Unless they're phone friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some friends where you can just sit together on your phones. But y'all are enabling each other. But it's nice. It's also nice. Like, sometimes when I just feel like being on my phone, it's nice being in the company of someone else who's also on their phone. But, you know, that's not the point I was trying to make. I was trying to make the opposite point. Like, for the most part, when I'm in a social gathering, if I'm out to dinner with friends, I'm not going to be on my phone. So make yourself busy, make plans for yourself, and make plans for yourself that involve using your hands, you know? Because if you can multitask, you probably will. Michelle Drugs asked, is it unhealthy to masturbate out of boredom, or is that okay? That's fine. It's a great pastime. Mally Mals asked, not a question, but boredom eating, eating out of boredom. I don't really have a solution, but I'm there with you. Oh my god, it's so interesting how when I'm scrolling through questions, there will be multiple in the same scroll. Like a lot of people were asking about productivity and they were all together. I wonder if it searches by keyword. I don't think so. But for example, all of these right now are boredom eating. So another one, 
oh, this one wants to be anonymous, but I'm a boredom snacker and then I feel guilty for overeating. Any tips? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't have any. Um, but if I ever figure it out, I'll let you know. Nicole Sear asked how to be boredom without spending money. Walks any like any sort of outdoor activity like hiking walking running biking that's all free and that can take up some time also i like going on walks with friends it's really nice to have a conversation then also be moving at the same time also having friends over really cheap or going over to a friends a nice long drive listening to music yeah phone calls with friends hang out with friends go outside go on a drive that would be what i recommend i would love to hear your thoughts chat with me in the dms if you like this podcast rate it five stars leave a cute review i love looking through them other than that that's our episode thanks for listening xoxo lexi